0: All right, happy new year our Adams Ward podcast family. It is January 17th, 2024, and I'm super excited to be sitting here with Emma Hurst. Um I don't know much about Emma, so we've had a little pre-podcast interviewing already and it's been fun. Emma is currently um serving as the primary pianist, so she obviously has some musical talent I'm sure we'll hear we will hear about, but I think we'll just start this off, Emma, by asking you to share with us some highlights of your childhood, like where you grew up and whatever else you want to share. So take it away.
1: Sure. Um, I was born in northern Utah. Spent a good chunk of time there. um, And then we moved to the East Coast for a year. (laughs) We lived in Virginia um, for a little bit. Then we decided to... Come back closer to home, lived in Las Vegas for a year. Um, after that, we moved up to Monroe, which is Seattle area, and I think we were there for about a decade um, and then, after that, um I graduated high school while we were living there, and um took me a little bit to figure out where I wanted to go to college, but I knew that I wanted to be a band teacher. Um, so I ended up going back to Las Vegas, living with my grandparents, getting my associates down there while I was living with them um was there for about two and a half years, my family moved <laughs> in that uh period of time. They moved to Missouri for about six months. yep, big <laughs> change there um and then they ended up coming up to the Spokane area for a few years. And then my dad and his job changes were just, it was a little bit ridiculous. Um, But (laughs) I I don't know if my siblings understand it, but I know now that he was doing that to give me and my five younger sisters and my mom the best life that he could and was always searching for opportunities to make more money and to – make sure that we were comfortable and have what we needed. Um, so <clears throat> after living in Spokane for a couple of years, they moved back over to the Seattle area a little bit further south in Puyallup. They were there for quite a few years. And then um, my dad, unfortunately, got laid off from Microsoft mm-hmm. and, um, so he had some issues finding a new job in the Seattle area, and so um, it was just too expensive to continue living there. And so they ended up um, moving back down to Utah and with my mom's parents, and they are, they're, they're still there. Mm-hmm. And so they're hoping um, sometime this year to come back up this way, which I'm really hoping for. <laughs> um, It's about a 10-hour drive in good conditions to get to them. Um, But after I finished up my associate's degree down in Las Vegas, uh, my parents were in Spokane, so I decided to um, do an audition for the Eastern Music Department and ended up getting in, getting a scholarship, and so I moved um, up here, did my undergrad degrees in music education and flute performance, and then I wasn't planning on going to grad school, but um, I figured, well, if I can get one of those um, teaching assistant positions where they'll basically pay for your your <laughs> schooling and you'll get a stipend for working with them like i I'll, I'll go for that, and so I ended up getting that, and um so I went and got my grad degree from Eastern also in conducting. And during that time, I met my husband and we got married and lots of <laughs> lots of moving even after that. Um, we lived up in Colville for a year. I was teaching band and choir. And then um, after I had my son, we... Moved back down to the Spokane area, and we've been in that, in the same duplex for a year and a half now. Um, I taught over at East Valley High School and middle school, taught choir, and now I'm a <laughs> behavior intervention specialist in Coeur d'Alene. So lots of different things going on all the time. <laughs>
0: trying it all. That's good. Yep. You mentioned you had siblings. Mm-hmm. You're the oldest then?
1: Yep, I'm the oldest of six girls. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody says, "Oh, you're poor dad." I think it's more a you're poor mom type oh, deal. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> mhm. And you have a you have a son, so that's different yep. then? <laughs> yep. Uh when I got the phone call from the MA at my OB's office um they had done blood work to find out what the gender was going to be and I was convinced that it was a girl <laughs> and she she told me you're having a boy and I was I think I was in disbelief for the rest of the school day at that point I was just like really so yeah grew up with all boy. all girls and I got a boy,
0: boy. that's wonderful mm-hmm. so cool. Music obviously is a hobby
1: yep. and a, a talent. Um any other hobbies you have? Um I like lots of crafting. Um crafting type things like to do um embroidery. Um I just barely got into that, so I'm still figuring it out. Um not I like being outdoors, but I'm more the, I'll sit in the chair and watch you do things <laughs> type of person. That's great.
0: If you want to hi- touch on how you
1: came to be a band teacher. Sure. Um, So I have been in music classes of some sort since uh, about sixth grade. I started um, playing the cello. Um, not too long after that, my family ended up moving and, um, we ended up in a district that didn't have an orchestra program. They just had band, but I was very determined to play something. Um, my aunt had a flute that she used in high school and so she sent that up to us and we got it fixed and so I started doing band in seventh grade and did it all through high school, and then obviously all into college. Um, I think it was at some point in like eighth grade, I I decided like, this is what I want to do. And I did not, that didn't change at all. And and so when I got to the point where um, I was going to be starting college, it was like, okay, what do I need to do to be able to, you know, do this as a career? And just kind of followed it and have grown more in love with music and um band along the way and hopefully even though I'm not doing it right now I'll be able to find a job where I'll be able to get back into it because I love it
0: love it mm -hmm. so do you play you play the piano of course anything else that you play
1: I play flute, piccolo. Um, I did bass in high school, in jazz band, actually. Um, I've taken all the tech classes to learn all the instruments. I wouldn't say that I am good or proficient on many others, um, but I can at least do the beginner stuff on most of them.
0: And how about the
1: cello? Um, I could—I'd be (laughs) okay— My, one of my little sisters plays cello, and she's phenomenal. I'm not even close to that anymore. <laughs> so do any of your sisters play the flute? Because you had the
0: flute from the aunt. So,
1: um, Actually, not really. They have all done music stuff, but they have all taken up different, different. instruments. Uh, one did trumpet. One did oboe. Another did percussion. Another did viola and bass. And wow, the all baby, of you. Yep, and the baby sister did cello. Were your parents musical? My dad is not. My mom could have been a concert pianist at one point. Wow. Mm-hmm. But her piano teacher made her decide right then and there, and she said, nope, I don't want to. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's
0: interesting. So our next question talks about um, if you're married. And, of course, you mentioned that you met your husband at college. Do you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah. Um. So... James and I uh were in the same YSA ward out in Cheney. Um I was living on campus, going starting grad school and he was living with his grandparents. Um kind of just starting his uh undergrad degree. He had graduated in from the community college in Moses Lake, um not too long before that. And I had um a blessing before I went back to school that my dad gave to me and he said that I either I'm being prepared or someone is being prepared for me and prior to that all the blessings that I had before school started were be patient wait and so this was a a new thing for me and um so <clears throat> I I had a crush on James before he did on me. <laughs> we um there was one night at an FHE where we were making awkward eye contact across the room and um and then he ended up talking to um our bishop, I think shortly after he moved to Chini. Um and the Bishop told him like you should you should look at the into the grad students in the ward, which I was one of those, and um, so then one Sunday it was second Sunday supper, break the fast, something like that. um, I had decided after I got my food that I was just gonna sit at a table by myself and see." who and if anybody would come over by me. And he ended up coming over and asking if <laughs> if the seat was open. And I gave some sarcastic something. I don't remember what it was. Um, but we started talking at that point. And the following night at another FAG, um, we ended up Talking for about four hours in my car afterwards, <laughs> and we went on our first date about a week later. Um, I think we knew pretty quickly that we had found our person and um so wasn't even two months later we got engaged, and about two months after that, we were married and when did you get married um uh, march twenty nineteen 2019. Okay, yep. so it's been almost five years, which I think both of us are a little bit in disbelief over that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, wow, it's it does go fast. Mm-hmm.
1: And you have a, a one and a half year old boy. Yep, Brantley. Um, he came into this world in a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, he was having. Some issues, I was having some issues during my pregnancy, and so he ended up being an emergency c section, but mm. he came out happy, healthy, and um he's currently in the search and destroy phase <laughs> <laughs> and he he's a lot of fun he's usually a pretty happy baby, and he's very uh very loving and he's starting to get more affectionate, which I love um So we're just, we love seeing him learn and grow and being able to take him and do new experiences. And um, it's interesting to watch the world through his eyes. It's super fun. I love being a mom.
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: That's terrific.
0: So tell us about then some um, turning points in your life, a couple of decisions that have probably really impacted your life to help you be where you are now.
1: Um, so when I was, um, going to school at Eastern during my undergrad, um, this was at least, I want to say like three or so years probably before, um, James and I met before he even moved into the area. Um, my parents were moving back to the Seattle area. And so I was going to be living by myself for the first time. And so there was nobody to, um, kind of help, you know, keep me going to church or to keep me active. It was just me, myself, and I. Um, and for a little bit, I did struggle, but I was given a calling. Uh, I think it was one of the Word pianists because there wasn't really any of us that played organ, um, but just having you know that commitment on the weekly kept me going to church, and um, I I look back at that and I'm grateful that I made that decision to stay active and to keep myself busy with that instead of you know who knows what else um so you grew up in the church yeah your,
0: your family yep okay. yep
1: mm-hmm. um and then i think around that same thing too i had especially through young women's um i had made the decision like early on that I wanted to be married in the temple. And so Mm -hmm. I obviously knew and understood what I needed to do in order to do that when the time came. And so just keeping that in my brain, too, helped me to stay with it. And I I don't know (laughs) where I would be without... The church at this point in my life.
0: That's great. That you make, you'd made a commitment to yourself
2: mm-hmm.
0: as a young woman. It's yep. really powerful.
2: So, then how did you gain your testimony of our Savior Jesus Christ?
1: Um, I think it's been an overtime thing for me, like little bits and pieces, um, just seeing how He has impacted my life and the guidance that I've gained from him and
2: um, i
1: one I guess a part of that was when I really gained a testimony of the Book of Mormon. Um, I had read it when I was in high school, like all the way through on my own. And I had prayed to know if it was true or not. And I remember getting the answer to that at the weirdest time and place. <laughs> I was I was at a basketball game and I was playing for band. You know, it's loud and noisy and there's lots going on. But despite that, I just had a voice come into my head and tell me that it was true. Like of all, you know, of all places, it wasn't a quiet anything. It was a loud, rambunctious high school basketball game.
0: Were you asking if it was true or not? I mean, you'd read it. And, yep. And so.
1: Yep. I had prayed and asked, and I guess wow. that's just where, when and where I got that answer. Among all the
0: noise, <laughs> and he spoke to you. That's really sweet. Thanks for sharing that. So, what do you do now that your life is busy? You're working and you have a toddler.
2: How do you nurture your testimony of the Savior? Um, come follow
1: me. Really helps. Um, we're <laughs> as a family. We're trying to really like get into that because we haven't been very good about it in the past. Um, And it's been hard with all of us having different schedules and James isn't home at night. Um, So we have started doing it on Sundays. And so being able to um, discuss with each other and um, usually I'll read the, I'll read scriptures by myself kind of as a before bed thing. And um, I think just making sure that I go to church every week has been really helpful. Um, And, you know, even though it's, it can be really hard because it's a lot sometimes at least it feels like it to find someone to watch Brantley to be able to go to the temple and it just takes a lot of planning and you know thinking ahead but um when my husband and I are able to go that also
2: um helps me you know think about um what I can look forward to um, and just, sorry,
1: words are hard. <laughs> just knowing, see, being able to see what he has done for me in my life and to reflect on those things and to
2: think about um,
1: what has led me to where I am in my life, and to contemplate those things is, is really helpful.
2: Yeah,
0: the whole purpose of it all. That's great. <clears throat> so anything else that you've thought of that maybe you want to share with our with our Ward
2: family about you that help us get to know you better? Um, don't think so. Nothing comes
0: to mind. <laughs> Well, we were talking previously, this is the gal that played the beautiful flute solo at Christmas, um, Jesus' Once of Humble Birth, a sacrament hymn for a Christmas song. I just, that was so powerful to me. It it truly touched me, and I thank you so much. Yeah. So we close each podcast with the same question,
2: and it is, what does being a follower of Christ mean to you? So when I started
1: teaching, I thought about the kind of teacher that I wanted to be. And I thought about the Savior's role as a teacher. And I decided that I wanted to follow his example of how he taught. And so I think that being a follower of Christ is to um, reflect his example and to um exemplify actions that are christ-like and to uh help others and you know just to be kind and um to every everybody
2: and um being willing
1: to follow and do whatever is asked of you, whether it be, you know, to maybe go talk to somebody that you're getting a prompting about, or maybe it's something as big as, Hey, you're going <laughs> to gonna take this job and move, you know, far ways away. Just being willing to, do what is asked and be follow his example and to be an example to others like Christ would be to us.
2: It's great. Thank
0: you, thank you for coming out on this very snowy night. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. So, all right. Thanks so much, and stay tuned for twenty twenty four. We hope to get all of our ward members on this podcast.